2: It's showtime, folks! Enjoy the show.
1: A fine Saturday morning to you, to you both.
0: <laughs> Good morning that's,
1: to the that's that's to you. Not, that's not How Thanksgiving you, or
2: Christmassy at all. There's got to be
1: seasonal, <laughs> They don't celebrate Thanksgiving in Ireland, so. Well,
2: I know. So <laughs> I, know. Uh, I want your, Adir- Adir- your North- Adirondack like Thanksgiving. A <laughs> your northeastern American <laughs> accent. I had to work on that one. Well, I'll try to prepare that? a little... What uh, was that? Like the Catherine Hepburn... JFK. Yeah, the, Catherine the, Hepburn. was that? The mid-continental or mid-Atlantic? What did they call that? Steve, you
1: old poop. <laughs> the loons. <laughs> the loons. <laughs> the loons.
2: <laughs> Another morning together.
0: Yay.
1: I can't wait till we're all together. We can actually do this in person. Wouldn't this that be great? Is,
0: uh, this is going to get... It's about to get harder because today is the last day of our um, uh, non-Arizona-based time zone change... I know. Arizona mm, stays the right. same. The world
2: has to revolve
1: around you guys. I do not care for it. Whereas we're the only ones in the right. So really, do you know,
0: this is a... We're trendsetters. I have to tell you, I agree with you. And there isn't much that I see as Arizona being in the right about
2: it. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I mean, you Arizona's guys, in the... F- so true. Y- you oh, are no, no, no.
0: frontrunners in the time zone discussion. Yes. <sighs> You're here. We're, we're politically right. That's what Arizona Well, that's is. true. That's, how we're to that's the, right. the other we're thing the that right. you are absolutely right about. How are your
2: movie lives this week, gents? Oh, everything <sighs> new and exciting. I I, I watched our, for our trailer rewind later this month. Uh, JJ and I are going to be talking about all about Nina. It's available on Netflix, so I watched that last night, trying to get ahead of schedule, and uh, I'm. Planning to head out later this morning to see the Edward Norton one, uh, Motherless Brooklyn. So we're going to check All that right. out. I hear
1: this such
0: good things about that.
1: I don't. I don't even re- remember talking about the trailer for All About Nina. That trailer, like I'm like, what? That was the that was the trailer?
0: Uh, <laughs> yes stand up comedian one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mary Elizabeth meet. Winstead is why it just That's right. To that right. for me because that's right. I'm adding it to my list of
1: trailer rewind movies. Yeah. I need to. Yeah.
2: It's. Uh, yeah. I think. Uh, I don't know. JJ and I seem to be able to hit movies with women more frequently than you guys do. So we did a well good you're filling in the the (laughs) gaps because we uh, was it like a year or two ago we did that one uh, false with like the uh, brainwashing programming thing that she was in so she's an actress that I just don't know why she's not in bigger films
0: I I don't understand it I think that one I mean uh, just give me a uh, I want to listen to the show because I didn't watch the movie but it's a solid six right now on IMDB which is at the line for what? For which one? All about Nina? Yeah.
2: Well, we haven't recorded the show. You haven't heard it? There's nothing for well, you to I hear I know. Yet. That's
0: what I mean. So I want to ask you, <laughs> was it
2: good? I'm not going to tell you. Uh, You're going to have to wait until you edit the show. All right. So there, it's a six. <laughs> it's a six. That's all you get to know. It's no, a six. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I don't know. JJ may, I don't know. We may have differing opinions. We may have a hearty discuss- and robust discussion that I don't want to cheat you of. Oh, so there.
0: right. Or you may <laughs> just agree. So there. <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs> we'll just get on like, yeah. It's, it's a, a six, six. <laughs> It's <laughs> a six. enjoy editing pete see you later <laughs> all right
0: short show and then
2: that's, um, right. that's right let's see i did finish the uh paul rudd series so it's not a movie but his, that series on netflix the living with yourself series with paul it, rudd it okay. was, himself uh, up
0: hard in that i haven't watched it yet but the trailers yeah
2: it's uh i, I lost track how many episodes i was into it since i was binging it and I'm watching this episode. I'm like, okay, I think I've got like one or more, two more left, and then it ended, and that was it.
0: And I thought, uh, oh, what? No,
2: that's where it ends. I, but then I realized that was a good place to end the story. I was just wondering where they were going to go and was anticipating more. You know, who doesn't love Paul Rudd antics? So
0: I do love. But Paul it was, Rudd antics, it's a,
2: it's, a, it's definitely worth uh, checking out. A lot of fun.
1: I uh... is that one that like, does it? Does it just end, or are they going to? A
2: plan other seasons, do you know? I they could definitely go they 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 will probably they could, keep they could probably keep going with this. Yeah. Okay. I hope gotcha. they don't. It's with all of them. I heard they're doing a second season of Russian doll and I thought, no, you don't need to do anything else. Just let it rest. It's done. Yeah.
1: That's the problem with series is they often don't know that, you know, it should just be what it is. That's right. But that's what I loved about the British uh like the office and stuff. Yeah. You know they like this is the show, not that the American office actually I thought they did a good job of continuing that one, but still it's like this is it. It's these number of episodes, and then we're out. <laughs> I'm like that's that can be mm-hmm. a good thing
0: i I didn't do oh. any series, but i did uh I did watch Godzilla King of Monsters as our Halloween movie, and oh, yeah. It's not a good movie, Should you I guys. remove it from my
1: watch
2: list? Yes. It's not
0: a good movie. It's really... How does it, up, how does it compare uh,
2: to The Meg? Not as good as The Meg. You know, big, the Meg. You know what? There's not. a difference oh between goodness. like wow.
0: using monster movie tropes uh, because you're self-aware and ironic... Which is exactly where the Meg lives. And that's right. why you can watch the Meg and you can say, ooh, when gross stuff happens and, oh, when scary stuff happens and, ha ha ha, when you know that the movie knows that it's doing something that's going to make you laugh. Godzilla just throws so many movie tropes in that it, I'm sitting there watching it and we're, there's a group of us and we're taking turns reciting the next line in the movie. Like it was not a fun game after an hour of this. It was just too wow. much wow. and um, so it 's not good and and so I thought, okay, well, what i 'd heard was that it 's not a good movie, and that you have to show up for the effects. And true, <laughs> truly, there are some strong effects in this movie. Uh, it is a work of art by the people who put it together. That is absolutely it. But it's also a movie that trucks in hero shots more than any other movie I've seen in I in a decade, I can't remember another movie that is so built around movie poster shots. Like, I don't know how the marketing department would ever have decided, like, how did they decide to get the one with Godzilla going up? Because there's Mothra going like this and there's the uh, Rodan doing this. And there's I mean, every shot is a hero shot. There is no time to breathe in this movie. You're constantly aware of the movie's awareness of how cool it is and it's not it this is when filmmakers grow up on michael it, bay. Do you know that's uh. exactly what happened. This is this is a steroidal michael bay. uh and it really detracts from coach taylor who's just always yelling at people <laughs> and not not authentically and uh vera farmiga is in it and she is it just really makes me want to go watch thank you for smoking. um and to cleanse my palate. She's not in. What? she's not in that one though right are you thinking of i mean up in the, the air yes it's exactly what i'm thinking of shut up Andy. i haven't eaten in six days <laughs> uh and uh, 11 is in it who uh millie bobby brown who is uh just it's delightful to see her as a normal like person not a uh, <laughs> psycho techno uh logically enhanced uh, but young person, and she also is just sad that it's, she's in a terrible movie. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, want her to uh, be in a better movie. This does not deserve to head. be at a 6.1 on the IMDb scale. It's it's not writing the line in my view. But, you know, I, it, I'm sure that there are people who had more fun with it than I did, but I did not have fun.
1: Well, and then, but then you got to also consider that, you know, it is a Godzilla sequel, and there are a lot of Godzilla movies and most of them are probably on par. Or You're below absolutely this
0: right. I, I did. I will say that there, there was a thing that I wished that they had done more aggressively in this movie. And I, I kind of hope that it, that, that they're, they're still doing this. They're still making these movies because uh, you know, that it is set in and around the universe of skull Island too. And so there is a hint. There's just a breath of a hint that we are going to meet or that, Godzilla is going to meet King Kong in this movie, but they did not actually unfold that for us.
1: So this is kind of the sequel to the
0: kong skull island we well i mean it's ago. in the same universe spiritual right i mean they yeah, actually they universe. have lots of like yeah. uh, be careful we're gonna have to uh, every everybody's going to skull island kind of things you know that that everybody's mm. upset about skull island mm. and at the end there's a hieroglyphic in the credits that is uh the godzilla monster and the king kong monster fighting and um and that's all you get like just mentions of skull island <laughs> they fly over skull island and some you know. B-roll. There is this really funny bit where every time a character has backstory, they're sitting at a computer screen. Like, for example, somebody will come in and say, oh, you know, have you have you worked for Monarch long? And the young woman who works for Monarch is sitting at a computer screen and she says yes I have in fact I'm third generation monarch and she just happens to have a photo library of her grandmother's work with monarch and all these still pictures (laughs) and she's like bringing up like her life she's like let me open my photos app on my Mac and you can see everything that is going on and there's at one point Vera Farmiga does like a a FaceTime to her family because they're kind of they're on the outs for reasons and she (laughs) said she says they're just like having a talk like like we are now and suddenly she has b-roll like she her Facetime cuts to b-roll of like an island and of rioting people in the streets and i mean it's just it's just nonsense it's just awful nonsense (laughs) it takes you so out of the movie how did she prep this like package there's like a news package that she's prepped that's bespoke for her facetime call do they? Is, oh can goodness. you do that?
2: Can you throw video feed into your FaceTime? No, not a, it's not. Is, a is that thing, the next gen iPhone? Right. <laughs> that's 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 what we want. <laughs> that's what I we want. want. My my FaceTime B roll app. Oh, uh, let's get that. That's what get, makes it sci- <laughs> sci-fi and not fantasy. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, moving wow. on.
2: Wow.
1: Uh, Apple TV Plus came to life yesterday. Yes, the new uh, the new channel, the new network, the new what are we calling these? Lots well, a streaming, streaming service? Networks. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Uh, have you
0: watched? Has anybody uh, watched anything?
1: I did. I started. I yeah. I set it up last night and started watching C, the new uh, sci-fi oh, good. show. good. Glad they have you did. On there with uh, Jason Momoa. I didn't make it very far. I was really tired last night and I made it about quarter of the way through the episode. But um, I didn't realize, or maybe I didn't, had forgotten that Stephen Knight is behind yeah. that yes. particular show. And uh, Francis Lawrence uh, directed the first episode. So what did you think?
0: I mean, this is reputedly the most expensive per episode show ever made. Did it live up to it?
1: Well, I mean, it'll be interesting to see as it continues. So far in the first episode, it's a bunch of people like living in the woods. And caves, but were they and living so in the woods? extensively?
0: like really like was CG,
2: It was all computer-generated trees
1: yeah. and caves. <laughs> they, they had they had to build actual time machines to actually transport um, them into thousands of the years, thousands of years in into order the to future, shoot the show. So they could live in future woods, is <laughs> mm. future woods. That they're future. actually living in. Oh, so Excellent. All, Glad yes. we know where the budget went. That's that's <laughs> right. So I'll be curious. I mean, it's a it's a big cast. I mean, they spent a lot of time and money. On it, It's clear. I'm curious to see where it's going to go. I mean, the production design, everything about it um, looks really nice. But so far, it's a lot of like living Mm -hmm. in the woods. So I haven't gotten too far out of the episode um, to see how it's going to expand and where it's going to kind of continue from there. That's that's season um, two, Andy. That's season two. Yeah, (laughs) it'll it'll take some time, apparently. But I'm enjoying it so far. And I'm curious to kind of continue that show and see where it goes. Um, And, uh, you know, I'll be curious to see how these other programs... End up. Are there any particular ones that you guys are interested in more than it, others?
0: Absolutely. Uh, I well, the one I was most interested in. I started last night, which is the morning show uh, with Jennifer Aniston mm. and, and Reese Witherspoon and uh, Steve Carell. <laughs> and
2: uh, how is it? Because I've heard mixed reviews. You know
0: what? Uh, I'll tell you. It's first of all, it it wears its subtitle, "The Matt Lauer Story," on its sleeve. Um, it is. It, it is <laughs> not. I, I mean, it, in that respect, it's a little bit hard to watch. Steve Carell has a couple of sort of monologuing moments where he's he's really just telling the story about how hard it is to be a man, you know, and it's exhausting because mm-hmm. we've kind of been there. And maybe had this show come out two years ago, it it would have been prescient, mm-hmm. uh, but it it's not. It seems super reactionary. I will say though. If you're watching this right now, at least in these early episodes, you're watching it for Jennifer Aniston. There are moments where of of her just performance on screen that are chillingly good. I mean, she's she is um, she's just stunning. She's just great. So I don't know how this will age, obviously, over the course. But the first episode, uh, it was all about jennifer aniston for me uh fun newsroom setting lots of people that were really fun to see on on set here i'm a huge fan of like west wing newsroom sports night so if you like those shows and you want a drama version of all of those this is this is a great this i think this will be a great show to see I've, i've heard some mixed reviews too so i'm interested to see how it ages and i hear that it gets really good at episode three and i haven't gotten there yet so oh okay um the other ones i'm super interested in though are are all man for all mankind which it looks really good and truth be told because it's about a podcaster what (laughs) (laughs) a podcaster tv show on apple tv plus with aaron paul Uh, in it are you kidding yes i'm (laughs) all in
1: Yeah, there's some there's some interesting stuff. I'm I'm curious to see what how Dickinson does. I've heard some really interesting things about that one, where yes. it's uh, kind of the, the story of uh, Emily Dickinson, but written in kind of modern day speak. And right. so I'm curious to see kind of how that how that show works. And if it's the sort of show that can draw like my daughter in, you know, I'm curious to see kind of how that how it shakes out with that one. And um, I'm Personally, I, I've always loved elephants, and so I am kind of curious about this uh, this documentary series oh, that they're doing, yeah. The Elephant Queen. Yeah, so they've got some interesting stuff. Uh, you know, Servant is the one that um, I think M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, that
0: comes is, later. Uh, Going to be
1: a part of. Yeah, right. It's uh, that, that. It's uh, I think Thanksgiving yeah. basically here, so end of this month.
0: Have you have um, you watched the trailer so, yeah. at all for Ghost Rider? They did drop Ghost Rider which is like a kids kind of uh felt like a kids literary discovery kind of a uh take on um what was the what was the one that we they just made the movie out of uh yeah the the uh, the writer. Not Goosebumps. Yeah, Goosebumps. Bumps. Yeah, it Goosebumps, strikes me yeah, as kind yeah. of a Goosebumps, uh, uh, kind of answer to Goosebumps, Cart, kind of a thing. Uh, about four kids, it looks like, uh, right in that. I-, I was thinking about your kids, that, that that might be a show that they would be into, too.
1: Yeah, that's one that I was uh, wanting mm-hmm. to show. I think my son will be more interested in that one than yeah. my daughter. She's kind of she's moved past
2: those <laughs> Yeah, you know, she's full on teenager isn't she? Yes, so yes, much she
1: fun. Is. Enjoy that. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yes, good times, good times.
1: I am curious that uh, they have been talking about amazing stories coming. Yeah. Back. So uh, that that makes me curious and excited because I'm kind of also hoping that they're going to maybe uh, release some of the older episodes oh. uh, they only ever they yeah. only ever released the first season on dvd the second season uh which they only had two seasons of it the second season's never had a uh a life after uh, after it was on TV. Mm. So I'm really curious to revisit some of those ones.
0: Well, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I'm surprised uh, that, you know, I, I kind of had expected more of the launch party, right? I, I just sort of expect from what mm. Tim, Tim Cook was hinting at that there might be more in terms of back catalog stuff that they had also acquired. Clearly there is not. And they are just interested in, uh, at least right now, their own productions. So. Um, this is this is probably the the service I am most curious about going forward, just because, like, how are they going to compete? Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, they have a slate. I mean, they've got a, a pretty good slate. So I'll be curious to see how it kind of grows. Yep. You know, where is it going to take us over the coming months? Because, I mean, you know, I've got a free year yeah. worth of it. So Build we'll it see. Uh, see if it's something that can kind of continue drawing us in so that by the time we get to... Um, next year and I have to decide, am I going to pay for it or drop it? You know, we'll see.
2: I guess we'll find out at that point. I think that's the model: get everybody hooked on the original programming by giving away, you know, a free year mm-hmm. uh, of this, so that then you're you're invested in the programming, so that then, oh, for five bucks a month, yeah, I, I can. That's that, that's easy to swallow for oh, five yeah. bucks a month But yeah. these three or four shows that I I love and these couple others that I'm interested in. Yeah, well, that's so I'm, it. I'm Steve. sort of I'm, waiting. To, I'm waiting a couple of months for them to drop a few more things because I've got a I haven't acquired any new Apple products lately, so I've got a three month. Sub, uh free mm, free pass okay. uh, gotcha so yes but i'm waiting for the hulu disney thing in 2 weeks that's the one that as far as back catalog right. that's what i'm interested to see what that all looks yeah. like
1: Yeah. And that will be curious. Uh, You know, all of these are it's just interesting to see how all of these are going to shape over the coming years. But I know we've had quite a a number of conversations in our back channels just about that one, because, you know, as it always goes, there's so many um, rumors and stories circulating about, you know, uh, what is Disney going to do with all the Fox properties? And are they just going to put them in their vault or whatever? And so it's it's it's. It's hard to say because we're yeah. not on the inside. And so um, I can't imagine they're just going to hide everything. Um, but, you know, they have in the past. So I guess we'll just have yeah. to wait and see once their service is out. And again, I, I, some people have complained about Disney Plus not having R-rated properties. But I don't, I'm really not surprised. I'm surprised that that was a complaint because, like, yeah. it's Disney. Were you expecting that? Yeah. <laughs> You know, I I feel like they will probably find a home for R-rated properties elsewhere.
2: You know, we we probably need to consider whether or not we need to do the next real plus, since that's the thing. You know, you throw a plus on there, (laughs) open the back catalog. I don't know. Wow. (laughs) We need to charge more and call it the next real plus. That's right.
1: (laughs) It's all original content. Come on, people. That's right. Pete, we need to lock up all of our old
2: for back uh, catalog content into yeah. vaults, and then we'll just the, the pick TNR and when vault. We them.
0: That's what well, we're. That's perfect. <laughs> yes, you know I did because there's
2: there's gems in there. There's gems in there. We got to lock them up.
0: <laughs> this is why I show up for this this recording session. Is that blue sky ideation that you guys are really known for? Huh.
1: Is what, what we're that's here for? Perfect. Who needs interns when you have this intern? <laughs> You're fired. <laughs>
2: Oh, uh, well, uh, we should
1: uh, we should talk about some trailers.
2: Yes, Mr. Nelson, you go first this week.
1: I do. Yeah, we didn't have any uh red bands or or A24 trailers. And weirdly, I feel like all three of our trailers could have been A24 types of yeah, <laughs> yeah. projects. Okay. Yes. Uh but they just didn't jump on it apparently. So, um my trailer I am going with the the 19th uh, cinematic iteration of Les Miserables, uh, <laughs> although it's not actually based on Victor Hugo's novel. This is a different Les Miserables, which I, I thought was interesting that they actually uh, used that title, but uh, it really has nothing to do with that film, except in idea. This is a film by Lodge Lee, a uh, Malian. is that what you say? A, a filmmaker from Mali who uh made this uh this film about uh it's kind of like life in these paris suburbs and it's really focusing on three cops and three uh citizens as like some some crime is happening in this area it's kind of inspired by the 2005 riots in paris and it's it's a film about kind of, you know, there's these different personalities. There's kind of the cop who sees everybody as kind of a criminal and another one who's trying to kind of control that. There's these uh, these citizens who are, uh, you know, frustrated with the way they are being treated. It feels very current. It feels very much uh, like this could take place in America these days. I mean, it is it is a an interesting look at kind of society and kind of the tension created. Um, Lodgeley has said that he's been inspired by uh, Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing with this film and with uh, um, Matthew Kasavitz's, uh what is it, Lahaine. And uh, I can definitely see that in the trailer here. I I, especially as it kind of progresses and you get this idea that there's these kids and they have stolen like a lion cub. And, you know, there's something that has happened and one of the people happened to film it with their drone. And it just kind of kind of almost creates these riots. The film looks really interesting. It looks gritty. It looks uh, it looks intense. It looks kind of very real. A lot of uh, uh, first time actors in this And to that end, it has that kind of raw energy that feels like something like Battle of Algiers or something. So uh, this really piqued my curiosity when I saw the trailer for it. What do you guys think?
0: Well, it's like season six of The Wire, but in French. (laughs) that's that's what I got out of it I actually I thought this will yeah. be this this i I thought I really like it right I, I think I'll get it I like that they put him in the venom shirt the whole time like there I, I feel like there's this there's subtext there that I'm gonna get uh, eventually when I see the movie uh and uh it, it just it really screamed to me series I don't know why uh, but I just felt like this is a thing I I want to watch unfold over more episodes than a feature length film and uh, uh so I'm curious how they're gonna to make it feel like uh, it feel as as epic as the title teases it to be
2: yeah the, uh, no it looks amazing I mean a really compelling story really timely story I just dread this getting remade in the states as uh, you know oh uh, training day two <laughs> you know because it. <laughs>
1: but you know they're making a prequel to that right oh
2: god but this and this i mean (laughs) pete you mentioned the i mean there's there's a lot of i don't know metaphoric imagery or something you know stealing a line does that really happen what does that represent the venom shirt but then you've got you know things like with drones and and citizens you know sort of recording the police to hold them accountable there's so many things going on here i'm really excited to see this i had this had not been on my radar at all but it's jumped right up near the top because this looks like a really powerful film
1: I'll be curious to see how this one uh, ends up playing. And I'll just be curious to see what the release is like over here in the States. Uh, It did win the jury prize at uh, the Cannes Film Festival earlier this year. And as of now, it's got a limited January release date here in the States. But France has submitted it. As the uh, uh, as their entry for um, best foreign film at the Academy Awards, so we'll see. I mean, it might get a pretty big theatrical push if it goes that route. Um, then again, Amazon Studios picked it up, and uh, you know there has been news about Amazon changing their distribution model with theatrical, and they're going to be much more limited with the with the time that they allow any of their projects to play because they want to support those Prime memberships. And uh, so, yeah, we may see this um, just do, um, almost a day and date sort of release. Oh. Ooh. Okay. So we shall see. We shall see. It seems like one that you want to see yeah. on the big screen just because oh. of the the
0: riot sort of uh, scenes. Yes. And the exactly. singing. I so, mean, they didn't but... showcase any of the <laughs> songs. So I guess that comes that's later. okay. They'll get, uh, they, they, kept, they really <laughs> let me down on that. They <laughs> kept the <laughs> Hugh
2: Jackman cameo, a the Secret. They did. It's, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, All right uh, Steve. What's so up? What's speaking, speaking of day and date releases, that's what I'm bringing to the table with a film that the trailer calls After Class, but IMDb calls Safe Spaces. Uh, so apparently there's been a title change at some point. Uh, but this is the story of a New York City professor who spends a week reconnecting with his family while defending his reputation over controversial behavior at his college. And... Justin Long still looks like he's 20 something, but How he's got to he be getting that? close. To, I I don't know. So I'm like, he's teaching this class. What? He's a writer. <laughs> he's teaching a writing class. Uh, but this is again, Andy, you nailed it. It's it sort of has this A24 feel of I've got something going on in my professional life. I've got some family drama going on. But Justin Long, Fran Drescher, Richard Schiff, uh, you know, just family drama. Um, it's going to make you laugh. It's going to make you cry. You're going to watch it again and again. That's it, just something that uh, I'm looking forward to seeing as, uh, you know, the, not anything I would have gone to the theater to see, but definitely something I would pick up on uh, on streaming services. And I think just with this cast sort of speaks to... Hopefully the strength of the story. But this is from uh, writer director Daniel Schechter, who I am not familiar with any of it. He's got five five credits that he five films that he's directed, but I have not heard of any of them. Um, he's got one coming up called King of Prussia that's just been announced. Life of Crime, Supporting Characters, Goodbye, Baby, nothing that rang a bell for me. So I'm interested to see if this is sort of a pivot point in his career with this cast. he's He's got working on this. But uh, what did you guys think? I mean
1: I like Justin Long. I always think he's just kind of there's something interesting about him. Um I uh but it's funny cuz he's one of those guys that I my in my head i always go to if it's not the the mac commercials then i'm instantly going to uh, galaxy quest or i'm yes. going to live for your die hard like yeah. those are the spaces that he lives on in my brain yeah and i kind of forget that he's done so much more like i mean a trailer rewind that you mm-hmm. guys did a few years ago comet which was yeah. a kind of an interesting one And and this. And so I like being reminded that, oh, yeah, he actually is an actor and knows how to act. (laughs) And and I think that's fun. (laughs) Wow. And so, well, you know, I mean, he does fine in those other properties. But I mean, just it just it I feel like that he's actually stretching like there's something actually more going on here. And uh, and I like that with him. This does look like a small sort of film that you're fine just watching it at home. But I but I still think that there's some interesting stuff. I like these sorts of uh, kind of searching for yourself in while kind of also dealing with other things going on in your life. And, And I think that there's something interesting with this one. And so, yeah, I count me excited about this one. I think it looks pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm weirdly I think I'm right with Andy on everything he just said. I didn't know that I was going to be especially that stuff about how he can but you're right he can act. I really like the guy. I think he's he's super uh charismatic and and uh, relatable. That is like the gift that he gives on screen. He is such a perfect everyman and I think what's interesting about this movie is that this is an everyman character that puts us in a position of um uh, a, a position of perspective that is uh timely, right? And and I am very interested to see what statement the film is making about these safe spaces because they are incredibly controversial in in, in education space and higher education. And I am uh, it 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 made the the trailer made my skin crawl uh, in a number of ways. I'm curious that you didn't comment on the the actual like subject area, Steve, given your line of work.
2: I'm not in higher ed. Well, we don't have spaces. I know we don't have space safe spaces in K twelve. Also,
0: Arizona. You're right. Students have, <laughs> students
2: have, <laughs> students have no the rights. Students Come have on, no rights. <laughs> That's right. But it it is it is something that I sort of have been paying attention to. Sort of the there's what like free speech zones mm-hmm. on campuses that are you know yeah it's like I said it's it's very timely. I I'm hoping that it takes a perspective on that and is not just using it as sort of the MacGuffin yes. to launch the, the personal journey, but I hope they they do come down somewhere and, and make a statement.
0: I, I, yeah, that. I think you're right. I think it's a film that that probably at least the trailer promises a position. Yeah. And I, I want yeah. that, that even if it's a position I disagree with, I'm, I I want to see right. what the position is that they take. So we, we will find out on December 6th. Day and date
2: release. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Day and date. All right. All right my RP.
0: film sorry we missed you uh from director Ken Loach writer uh, Paul Laverty this is a story you know it's about a delivery driver our, our principal character is a delivery driver in um England and he is he's it's a gig economy story and that's one of the things i really like so much about this movie is that it's really it feels like it's going to be one again that takes a position uh on how hard it is to make a life in a gig economy for so many of us who are living at the benefit of the gig economy from getting our podcast transcribed very, very quickly to uh, getting our packages delivered from Amazon within three hours in many parts of, of the world. And uh, well, some parts of the world will say like these are the results of uh, these benefits are the result of, um, you know, this gig economy that this movie is saying hey you know what we've made it hard on this family as by doing what we've done we've made it hard uh on these businesses to manage we've made it we've made it hard to to live on metrics and so i i found the trailer itself very touching um and uh i i think it looks great i think chris hitchin is our our principal character is uh, is super compelling uh he's one of those guys that you just feel like oh i get he's he's the guy who just took the job because he had to and didn't quite know what he was getting into that kind of a thing and i i feel like he sells it well so it it uh, it looks like one that i'm i I think is gonna be ripe for a trailer rewind that's all that's it's, what I, it's a setup. It's a big setup for Steven JJ. It is a
2: big setup for when JJ and I want to be really, really depressed.
0: Yeah, well, I yes. hope you don't stick there. You know what I mean? Like I I think Ken Loach is a is a yeah. fantastic director, and I haven't seen enough. Like he's one that I would be interested in doing a series on, like the wind that shakes the barley. And i and there I, I just I think that there's room for, for more of a discussion of the kind of stuff he's doing. So
2: Oh. I, you know, I don't know that I've seen any of his stuff, so um it's one of those filmmakers I keep hearing about, but the subject matter is kind of tough, yeah. you know, and it's just not like, hey, it's a Saturday. Ah, it's just let's put this on for fun. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, but this looks like I mean, again, this I think is an important story to tell. It's it's amazing that we haven't seen more of this since it's something that's so much in the news yeah. that it's so much. You know so many people's lives are impacted by this um, on both sides we as you said the, the convenient side but also the people that have you know taken a job in this and it it's just eating them alive and to see the the results of that I think it is uh it is very timely and an important story to tell so i'm I don't want to say I'm looking forward to it but I'm interested in en- engaging with this subject matter yeah
0: it's one of those movies that you yeah. that that it makes you like regret a little bit buying things
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've never seen A Ken Loach film But he's he is, Like Steve He's a filmmaker Whose name I've heard often But I think he makes Such small kind of British working class Kind of yeah realism sorts of films that I don't know if he gets much of a release over here in the States. Like I was looking through his filmography and yeah. I'm like, you know, I've heard of, I mean, Kess is the one early in his career that that's the one that I've always heard about, but then I've hardly heard of anything that he's done. And he's a very busy filmmaker. I just, you know, I just don't think that we get much of it over here. So it certainly piques my curiosity it's he's a filmmaker that i feel like i i should uh, visit at some point mm-hmm. um and maybe this will be you know one worth uh, kind of kicking off a little mini uh, mini i think so i
0: i would love to talk more about what he's got going on the film opened opens wait it it hit it dropped in may uh 2019. I, I was say it, it played yeah, it, played, it yeah, can uh yeah. um, may twenty nineteen we're lost to Les miz may i just point uh, yeah. it out so all right, you,
2: there but, you go. You but can look, have I mean, this. he should be. You should have a list for him because I'm looking. Because the trailer started and said, "From the filmmaker that brought you I Daniel Blake," and I'm like, "I don't recognize yeah. that title." But then I, it's, exactly, it won the Palme d'Or at Cannes yeah. in 2016, making him the ninth filmmaker to fill, win the award twice. Right. So yeah, yeah he started <laughs> he's know. doing. He's a guy to talk <laughs> just, about. He's fantastic. He deserves so, a series. He is. Yeah. The Wind That Shakes the Barley yeah. is another one that yeah. did
0: well. at That's Cannes, right. So, yeah. yeah. I think that was his first one. It hits. It hits October. Them on the Hamptons list. International Film Festival, some October U.S. Yeah. film festivals, but in terms of of wide release, I mean, man, they are hustling the film festival circuit. But yeah. I, I think we get it in May at, at, on some limited release here. Um, I hope we get, I, I I'm, I hope we get more. Uh, it gets more attention here, but find a way to track it down. It's, it's in film festivals everywhere. So get okay. to one of them. Is what I'm saying. Okay. I'm going so to the Hamptons. To All right.
1: All, All right. right. Well, uh, we should jump into our lists. Uh this week we released our episode on scanners, uh, which uh, I love to pieces. I think it's so much fun. And uh Steve still refuses to watch it. Well, that's okay. Think, well, we're we're in our safe spaces here. We can well, let's see. Nick <laughs> Nick
2: that. Nick gave the brood a you know, what, like four stars, then he got the scanners and gave it what, like two, two and a half, and I thought, okay, I I don't know where to go with these things now because andy loves it nick i just
0: well and i'm much more in uh, alignment with nick on these things i thought scanners yeah. was less of a film than andy did but the head was uh its principal feature it's fun and yeah. that's
1: yes and that's what brings us here we yeah. put the the question to our listeners what do you want to hear us talk about uh shadow organizations uh you know movie head explosions and i can't remember what the other one was it didn't matter because nobody wanted to talk about it they all (laughs) wanted to talk about movie head explosions stupid movie powers that's what it was and so here we are movie head explosions and so i uh you know i as i was looking i'm like there are really quite a number of uh, good head explosions in film uh clearly it's something that people enjoy watching and so so it was it was quite the list. And so, as I was going through, I was kind of struggling. I'm like, okay, there's so many. I, I want to try to limit it to. Actual just head explosions, if I can, unless I have some steel. So we shall see uh, because there's other things. There's heads getting crushed, there's, you know, head and body explosions, there's a whole variety of things. But for my first one, I'm going to, as you know, I'm kind of going through my little uh, Stephen King kick right now. And so uh, currently, though, we're reading one of the Richard Bachman books. And uh, so I have to go with uh, a Richard Bachman adaptation, which is of course the Running Man. In this particular film, all of these prisoners have collars that are put on, and if they try to escape the uh, the area that they're in, then uh, then it detonates their head and it explodes. And we get to see that early on in the film, as one of the uh, the guys in uh, in Schwarzenegger's group is running and tries to get past the the line, and uh, sure enough. <laughs> so first off the running man
0: okay
2: all right no that's it that's it. i i was surprised i actually have so many that i i i divided them into two lists and i'm only going to go through one and and keeping with the, the cronenberg because there there's the the cheesy horror stuff that i remember growing up with in the 80s and so i'm i'm staying in that territory but i did have some others and they one of them verged not into true head explosion, so I'm stick, trying to stick as closely as I can. And one of the this one didn't come to mind, but as I did my searches, it showed up on the list, and I thought, oh my gosh, I haven't thought about this movie in several decades. I remember it being on like HBO or Showtime all the time when I was like in middle school. Uh, it's a it's not a good movie, but it's got an amazing. Cast there, and it has some has it has some you know names attached to it. So you've got uh, Ray Walston, you've got a very very young Robert England in this. You have Sid Haig, and uh, oh, whose head explodes? Aaron Moran from Happy Days in 1981's Galaxy of Terror, (laughs) which production designed by James Cameron. (laughs) It's one of the people. This is sort of out of the, this is a Roger Corman production. Uh, it's a, it's, it's basically, you know, Hey, let's do a. Alien did really well. Let's do something like that. So a crew lands on a mysterious thing, a uh, planet stuff starts happening. Their nightmares, you know, their greatest fears sort of become reality to, to kill them. And so as Aaron is, is, you know, crawling through some tunnel, the, the cables come off and squeeze her and her head explodes. And the full film is available on YouTube, so catch it while you can before it disappears. Because
0: it'll disappear in about three minutes.
2: Yes. If our our history (laughs) is any good
0: indicator. Uh, All right, good oh, what's pick. Up, uh, mine uh, to to keep it tied to a trailer uh, or to one of our trailer picks. I'm going with Final Destination three. I did not have a problem going with just head explosions. I wanted any damage to head that led in popping <laughs> and Final Destination three. I, I ended up watching some after I I don't know, after I watched uh, uh I watched something and I got tied into Mary Elizabeth Winstead, my crush on Mary Elizabeth Winstead. So I watched a bunch of her movies, even ones that I wouldn't normally watch. And this was one of them. And there is a fantastic head explosion when Texas battles working out and the weight machine falls upon him and crushes his head (laughs) gloriously and horribly. And it's so gross. And I haven't, I don't think I've been to the gym since I'm more of a, I'm going to go on a run kind of a guy. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so Final Destination 3 well played Texas Battle
1: so in 2007 uh, uh, Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino released a a pair of films uh, kind of retro appreciating some of the stuff that they loved and uh, you know in Grindhouse I think Quentin Tarantino really went more for the Grindhouse like 70s sort of stuff whereas Robert Rodriguez really tapped into the stuff that I grew up with in the 80s And all of the gore and all that, just kind of the -the over-the-top nonsense. I love his film as much as I hate Tarantino's. Um, Would you say say it's too
0: (laughs) Tarantinty? Tarantinty. It is too Tarantinty. Our listeners
1: of uh, future episodes will appreciate that. (laughs) I uh, I uh, really have just an absolute blast watching Planet Terror. I think that Rodriguez did exactly what he needed to do with just kind of doing the over-the-top 80s-like uh, creature and effect yeah. nonsense with his kind of like the the virus that everybody starts getting and the pus and the grossness. He had a great time with it. We do have a point in the film, of course, where we have uh, the fantastic Naveen Andrews um, working with the the people trying to uh, save the day and get rid of these zombies. And But lo and behold, uh, a ballistic projectile Blows his head up and he dies right there in a fantastic <laughs> head explosion that that basically just kind of like splits his head in fantastically grossness, and then uh, and then his body just kind of slowly falls to the ground and everybody walks over. Wow, him. good stuff, Planet Terra. That's my second one. <laughs>
0: that's a okay. that's a good one. Uh, uh, I love. Yes, it. I've only seen uh, that. I've only seen that once. I feel like I need. Yes. I feel like I deserve, or it deserves to be seen more by me. <laughs>
1: Okay. It does. There it deserves go. that. It deserves that. Rodri It's very Rodriguez-esque. Rod- would, you, would you call it Rodriguez? <laughs> Rodriguez. No, it'd be Rod Roguish. Rod Rogish. That's what it is. Yeah.
0: Oh, this joke is going to be so funny once that show is it's, released. It just keeps. It keeps going. <laughs>
2: Right, So I'm uh, sticking in the 80s here with uh, when I was in high school working at the video store, got on a whole like Wes Craven kick. And so this is one that um, it's probably one of the most memorable moments from from a very unmemorable movie from Wes Craven because it's, Mm. uh, you know the scene I'm talking about, Andy? I I do. With the basketball? Yes, yep. with the in Deadly Friend when Christy Swanson, who has been who was killed by her abusive father and then brought back to life by implanting like a chip in her brain by her nerdy neighbor. And the you've got Anne Ramsey as the annoying uh neighbor, and the basketball ends up in the house, and you know, our, our little robotic girl goes in there and picks it up, throws it at her, and decimates her head in a wonderful, gory explosion, and then the body. Wanders around the house for a good 10 seconds flailing around. It's, it's <laughs> looking at it now. I found the clip. I'm like, this is bad, but I mean, it's fun, but it is not, not a good what,
0: effect What year all. was that? That was
2: 1986, West Craven with Christy Swanson. Yeah. yeah. Man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was, uh, I, my recollection of it is, uh, is it wasn't that great of a mm-hmm. film, but, uh, no, it's I'm not. always I'm always like, was it not that great? It was Wes Craven. There's got to be something. Right. It's, no, yeah, it's, it's, my, it's, I
2: think my recollection is correct. It's a, it's a lowly 5.6 on the IMDb scale. Probably deservedly yeah, okay. so. Okay. okay. And, yes, and probably. Christy
0: probably. Swanson, you know, what happened yeah. to, after... Well, I I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like after her hit, maybe this was the thing that, that did her in. I mean, she'd already done Ferris Bueller. So... <laughs>
2: that was the peak yeah. of her career. That is that peak. what you're saying? Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, I have another one. Next. Uh, I haven't seen any of the Saw films. And mm. oh,
1: we need to do a Saw series mm. and just watch all of them.
0: Do we? We no. do. No, that would be don't. so much fun. No. <laughs> I'm not sure that that's no, accurate. Not but but I did find a YouTube clip of w- one in that is so bad. <laughs> it's oh, so yes. bad and the fact that i you know i'm really liked uh well anyway it's it's a thing where she they put a collar or i think it was saw three is the one i'm talking about they put a collar around a young woman's oh, okay. neck and they they yeah. fill it with mm-hmm. shotgun shells oh and her head dis- disappears and it's so awful uh and i It's it's just the machine and the mechanic and then the final view of it against the bathroom wall that I don't think you need to see the whole movie to get the effect of the head exploding. And uh, it is absolutely uh, true to an exploding head. It looks like an exploding head. Believe me, you buy the effect. If you like these kinds of movies, you should actually you probably should watch this one. And if Andy has his way, I may be watching more of them. (laughs) In, in to sort of earn this pick Saw 3 2006 uh, oh god if she cannot save the life of John Kramer twisted murdering mastermind Jigsaw the collar will explode well her well, blundering yes. husband undoes all the hard work by then killing Kramer condemning his wife to death oh mm-hmm. I don't even need to see it you could now. very
1: easily have also uh, done Saw 4 because there's a great some great there head some action good, in that so, okay. one too well But that's not what I'm going with for my final pick. My final pick, I'm, again, focusing on head explosions in this particular one. Um, It's a Bond film, which is uh, kind of a... a Surprising thing to, I guess, see in a Bond film. In fact, one that was so gory when they did the effect that they actually had to cut quite a bit out of it to avoid um, (laughs) too hard of a rating on the film. It is, of course, uh, Timothy Dalton's License to Kill, uh, which I kind of really enjoy this film i know it has the 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 nonsense with wayne newton as the uh as the the preacher in south america but i still really enjoy this film i think it's great in this particular case we have anthony zerby who is uh one of uh one of the henchmen of uh, the bad guy and uh we have bond who's playing kind of like he's he's turned and it kind of convinces he he frames this guy anthony zerby's character milton crest and uh sanchez kills him he puts him in a decompression chamber and blows him up and uh yes you get a fantastic head explosion of anthony zerby there that is uh it's it's pretty gross watching his head inflate like a balloon and then pop so that's my final
2: pick license to kill all right that's a good one i'm I'm going with True Explosion because my previous two picks, there was something else exerting force on the head Mm -hmm. externally, causing it to, you know, break into pieces. Whereas this one, my final pick is one where the head actually just explodes due to the music of Slim Whitman and Tim Burton's Mars attacks, because what better way to get rid of a Martian invasion than big speakers playing Slim Whitman and green Martian heads exploding into goo inside their little glass cases. So that's my final pick. because when I think head explosions, that is the absolute first thing that comes to mind. I have not seen the film in a long time. I do not know how well it holds up, but I remember having a heck of a good time watching this in the theater.
0: I can't.
1: I I remember rolling my eyes by the time that rolled around. I'm like, really? This is how we're going to end our movie? It's but Tim But there are a lot of head explosions. <laughs> yes, there so. are.
0: <laughs> it, so, if, I'm, if I had to get this right, that we made it all the way through this eight other picks, and no one has gone <clears throat> with Brian De Palma? There's more. It's, I, There's it so didn't many. Fit the,
1: my, it didn't fit my rules.
0: Well, okay. What? <laughs> How does The Fury, 1978's The Fury, not fit your rules? Is because there's too much body that explodes? Is that it? It's it's almost all body. It is yeah. There is more body than just head. At the uh, brain of yes. Amy Irving, John Cassavetes blows up in The Fury, and I'm picking it, because how can you not? I I, I just felt like, uh, God, once I saw this and he starts crying blood, and uh, I, this is a movie I need to watch again. <laughs> and I'm not a huge De Palma <laughs> fan yeah uh but uh this is a, a glorious poof red cloud uh that uh is is worth checking out uh played by john casvetti's brian de palma's film it's a psychic thing and that's why uh, that's another reason i wanted to to okay. keep it in here is that there there no,
1: it's it's a very fitting one but i was like there's just too much explosion but it is a fantastic
0: yeah. one so i'm glad it is there on here the fury that's me and uh That is my number one pick. Well, good lists, guys. Good list. And I'm telling you, I'm in the middle of Andy knows this. Steve, this is going to be news to you, I think. I'm building a database of all of our Saturday matinee picks and all of their ranks and all of the shows associated with them so that we can actually search for movies that we picked before. I haven't run into any cross-ups yet, but I am sure... That because I want to see I want to do a count of how many times we have picked certain movies to oh, see how many okay. their reputation. But I'm also doing their ranks. Like I want to see all of Andy's number one picks, oh, for example. Okay, or, yeah.
1: And it'll help people like Nick Langham, yeah. who says, who, "Who just re- watches Seven Days in May?" and is just like, "I don't, I wasn't used to." So now, now we'll be able to me. say, "Go to the SADMAP <laughs> yeah. database, yes. and you can see exactly who recommended it and right. when. Oh, wait, it's going it was on publicly yeah. accessible I'm database. I'm doing it on
0: Airtable, and I actually think uh, okay. I can do that. I can make it just a public database that you can search and and see which show it was associated with, what trailers were associated with it, who picked the trailer, the YouTube links to the trailers, if you want to go watch them, that kind of a thing. So. That's what I'm working on. I've I've, it's we'll see when I actually make it public. I yeah. (laughs) All right.
1: Well, let's put our our list together for next week. I got to scoot, so we've got uh, Videodrome as our next film that we'll be talking about uh, in our Cronenberg series. What shall we do Uh,
0: with this one? uh, Anthropomorphize technology. Something where your technology takes over or something? I don't know how to do that. But, you know, when the TV starts sucking on his head, that that feels like a thing. (laughs) Like, when your technology comes
2: alive. Uh, When your technology comes alive. That's it. Yes. Okay.
1: Can't wait for everyone's electric dreaming list. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What's next? (laughs) We've got, um, uh, let's see, we've got, uh, gosh, I feel like there's something about kind of the uh um just the kind of the real murders and stuff you know real torture as tv like that snuff tv sort of thing that just seems like an awfully dark list but is there something about kind of the documentary approach to something i don't know i'm i'm not sure where i'm going with this one
0: uh
2: Clearly that didn't give you guys any ideas either. <laughs> well, because I haven't seen the movie and probably won't. So are you saying that actual like live deaths are being broadcast? They, they, they,
1: find, a, they find a channel that yeah. he thinks is, is just kind of a, a, just a network of them showing like staged torture and stuff. Okay. But it turns out that it's basically real torture and oh. murder and stuff.
0: So um, I I'm going to.
1: How about figures who only exist as characters on a screen? Oh, okay. Oh, okay.
0: All right, good. I like it.
1: Yeah. Uh, we've got we've got videotapes, uh, something with guns. Yeah. We we got to do like because uh, he's got the gun that he pulls out of his belly and then it uh, it attaches itself to him and becomes like a body gun. Yeah. So can we do like, oh, we should do. Does it, I, I don't think that he's technically like a like an a cyborg or an Android type of thing, but something where people have technology oh, uh, and, and, integrated and, and, and into and, their bodies. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Because that can be a very sci-fi sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep, I like like it. it. All right. Well, there's our list. We've got uh, when your tech comes to life, figures whose characters exist only on a screen, and people with technology integrated into their bodies. All right, that list is going up in the Show Talk channel over in Discord. So, everybody get over there and get your votes in. And uh, we will talk about one of these as our list on next week's SatMatch show. So, I guess until then, thank you all for supporting us. Uh, we really appreciate all you Patreons, Patreon supporters. And um, otherwise, everyone else can listen to this because Patreon supporters get this basically right after the show is recorded and everyone else gets it on Mondays. So if you're a supporter, you get it early and we appreciate that. Um, Otherwise, Pete, Steve. Thanks, Andy. It's been a pleasure. Hondo.
0: Just visit the slash originals. Your purchases made through our links. Give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic...
1: which was based on the repossession mambo.
0: Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort.
1: Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the
0: show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today.